Hey there, this is Michelle Anderson, and in this episode, I'm going to talk about what limiting beliefs are and how they can sabotage where you're trying to go and really prevent you from manifesting. These are things you need to watch out for. So you are listening to the Manifestor Academy for Entrepreneurs. This podcast is all about how to get you from point A to point B when point B seems really mysterious. I understand all the reasons why you might be stuck along the way, the support you need, and how to truly manifest the real way and get results This is deeper than just the concept of manifesting. It's the real deal. I'm going to have healers, interviews with other coaches, um, people that are also going on this type of journey, um, lots of juicy things for you to chew on so that you can manifest all the things you want as well. You can find this podcast on most of the outlets, and it's also posted on the website. The website is michelleanderson.com, and that is with an S-E-N. Welcome to this episode. I'm so excited that you're listening. I'm just now watching the traction roll in, and it's really fun to know that there are people hearing the the episodes and continuing on to listen to more. I really, really, really want to make these awesome for you and answer your questions. So please email me at michelle at michelleanderson.com and tell me what's up. Tell me what you need to hear in order to manifest the life and business of your dreams. This podcast needs to be all about answering those questions for you. And if I don't know what they are, I can't address them. So please send them. I read every email and make sure that I incorporate the information as soon as I can. So I am super excited to talk about limiting beliefs and it's not something that's always on the top of my mind, but it's always there in my everyday. So what happens when we're born is that we're just awesome. And then we start to listen to other people (laughs) and have experiences and start to create beliefs. And the thing about these beliefs is that they aren't always in alignment with the truth of who we are. Uh, There are so many topics that we can describe about that. But in terms of beliefs, just imagine whatever culture you grew up in, that whether there was a topic of religion or sexuality or um, what was appropriate for career or what was appropriate for how much money to make, um, all these sorts of things that were floating around and being talked about in your family unit as to what was appropriate or not, may or may not have resonated with your true being. Regardless, they may have formed in beliefs in your mind. And we pick up so many cues from the people that raise us and the things that we go off and intentionally intentionally learn as we're trying to make sense out of our journey. And these limiting beliefs can show up as well, they become behaviors. Any belief that you carry around in your body ends up becoming a behavior or a way of being. Once it's a behavior, it's something that you are utilizing on a, in a subconscious way most of the time to formulate your entire environment. 
Now, your environment is all of the people, places, and things in your world that you experience every day. And just imagine what I said, whatever you picked up along the way from birth that formed your thoughts and beliefs are coming back at you to show you who you've become reflected back by your environment. For some people, it seems authentic and great because they're really tapped into who they are and they believe themselves. But for some people, their environment is actually showing them and mirroring back to them things that just aren't working. And for a lot of people, that is actually the case. And that is why I personally embarked on a really exploratory um, coaching and growth journey because my environment really wasn't reflecting who I saw myself to become and I was just so uncomfortable with it. So let's go back to what limiting beliefs are, talk more specifically about those, and then I'll talk a little bit about how to get around them. So a limiting belief is anything that's not true to who you are and it will rule your world even if you don't know it. It's just part of you and a lot of times we're just not awake to them and we always have the opportunity to uncover more. A lot of times they're just natural patterns that we've developed and we're kind of just in that rut and that's just a part of who we've become. And the times that you'll really want to change what these are is when they're creating pain in your life, either because it's stressful or there's some physical pain or in some way your life is going to say, you know what, this limiting belief has kind of gotten us in a sticky spot. So these could be a lot of, in a lot of topics like your self-worth, money, what you deserve, how relationships are supposed to be, what success means. Uh, all these things. Uh, I mentioned like religious um, organizations, like there's a lot of beliefs that collectively will kind of manifest. And then, you know, maybe not everybody in the congregation really thinks that. So some of the people there might be in conflict with that. Um, That's a really popular topic. Same thing about sexuality. There's a lot of, you know, talk about that today. And people are describing new ways of being and living in that realm and how to express themselves. And that's been a theme for a long, long time. Like, you know, what is appropriate? And then growing up with different beliefs about how you should be, but then discovering that you feel differently, that could create a lot of pain. Um, Imagine now these, you know, like the teenager who does something over text and gets really embarrassed and then thinks that their world is going to end like these are all things where a limiting belief like this is going to ruin my life you know that could just really um overshadow the real truth so going back to this so let's let's take for example uh, uh, the story of money and we all pick up a lot of stories around money and we can choose to believe them or not but there are so many untrue stories about money and I definitely was like a lot of people and heard some practical things about money like you have to work hard for money you have to save your money in order to have money Um, these are really middle-class values by the way and uh, money doesn't grow on trees Um, and then events can also shape your life I remember um, that I had this piggy bank that it was really hard to get money out of 
and I put some silver dollars in it, and then I couldn't get them out. They were too big for the hole in the bottom to come back out. They would fit in the top, but they wouldn't come back out. So at a really early age, I had this belief, like, what's the point of saving money if you can't get it back out (laughs) or do anything with it? And, you know, I wanted to get it out. I wanted to touch it and feel it and maybe pick some coins aside and spend them, but it just seemed kind of pointless. I was like, okay, where's this going? And then... Later on, I had um, a chunk of savings when I was 18 years old. I had like $4,000 and somebody stole it from me. (laughs) And I won't go into that story here, but at that point, at a pretty young age, I thought, well, what's the point of saving money if uh, someone's just going to steal it? And then for the next like 15 years, I actually had a really hard time keeping savings because it was just meaningless to me from that experience and just some of the beliefs that I listed, those were beliefs that were from my experience. I just remember starting to work in my business um, and investing in myself was like a really huge shift from these beliefs. So I had these limiting beliefs around, you know, you should have the money you wanna spend before you spend it. Um, and at the time I wanted to hire my first coach, I really, like, I didn't have the money. I knew I could put it on a credit card. So there was just this conflicting threshold in my mind, like, oh my gosh, like spend $1,800. Like that's crazy. And then it helped a lot when I made my money back in the first session really. But, you know, there was a long time, like the first couple years when I was, you know, I'd started to value, I was like, okay, I get it. I need to invest in myself with a coach and have this happening. And, you know, my growth will continue and my growth will be something that I'll, you know, end up making more money because I'll have, you know, built this business and worked on myself. But I just remember standing in Target and I really didn't have a lot of home goods at that time. I had didn't have many accessories. I had like some basic furniture that I had thrifted and pieced together and I tried my hardest to really make it look like a sanctuary and I had been renovating this row house in north side area of Cincinnati, Ohio and it was looking cute but it just didn't have embellishments and I remember seeing this gray felted basket that I really wanted to get to soften my office. I thought, oh, that would be cool. I, I didn't really have any access- accessories, so I just, I thought, this is the missing link, like what's really going to complete my room and really make it feel beautiful. And this basket was $20. And at that time, I had like kind of pushed over some of the dominoes and in terms of how to spend on myself and self-care, but this was like another threshold and I and I stood for a few minutes and I held this basket and I thought should I it's 1999 should I spend this I don't need it I don't need this thing I don't need this thing it's it's a luxury that that's not necessary and I realized that that was my mom's voice in my head and I grappled with this and I thought she's telling me today and she's not in charge of how I sculpt my beliefs about money now. She's telling me today how I should decorate my home and what's okay for me to spend. 
and what I should allocate in my budget towards this type of thing. She thinks it's superfluous, but to me, it's not. And I bought it. <laughs> I, I bought that that day. And it was just a baby step of rewriting that belief. I actually went through the action to start to to create a new reality for myself. And today I have a very different threshold of spending, but there's still a threshold. Um, so I have, you know, I won't think twice about spending several hundred dollars on something for my home, but I won't go out and irrationally spend several thousand dollars on something of my home. Um, but just imagine how, you know, going from how hard it was uh, spending this $20 thing. And at that time, $20, it's not like I didn't have it. It was, a, it was a little bit more like about how to move that money around, but really understanding what my wants and needs were. And I had to spend a lot of time recalibrating what my needs were. And whereas, uh, my mom might not have needed or thought it was necessary to do some of the self-care things or buy some of the beautiful things that I believed I needed. But once I started buying those things, I really just started being me. And, you know, things just started falling into place. When you're really answering to your own call, even if it feels like you're putting the cart before the horse, but it's true to you, things will really just fall into place and shift into place. And sometimes it's like super scary and sometimes it doesn't work. Like sometimes you're not ready. Sometimes that limiting belief is still a little bit too sticky. Um, so shifting my money beliefs is something that um, I have done a lot of work on. And so it's, e it's easy for me to, to watch, you know, someone not want to spend. Um, I remember that my mom liked to use coupons and I always thought coupons were the most annoying thing on earth. And I don't know that people use coupons anymore, but there are still ways to get deals and codes and all that sort of thing. Well, um, when it comes to that, I was really relieved when I heard this one coach say that, you know, if you are focused on coupons, you'll always be focused on saving and, and lack. If you do away with it, you'll just buy things when you need it and when you want it and you have the money for it. And you won't be beholden to this lack-based purchasing where you're like, oh, I need a coupon for that. So then you're just so roped into this whole um, poverty mindset, basically, or lack mindset, I'll have to say, not necessarily poverty of being hooked into like this, oh, I need a coupon for that. Or whenever you want to go somewhere and go, oh, I, ha I have the gift card. I, I've got the discount. Just do it. If it's for you, if it's what you need to be doing, just do it. If you're always waiting for the sale, you're not in charge of when you need that thing or when you want that thing and you can afford that thing. So let's say I, you know, I told you that example about that basket and part of the limiting belief turn around for me was like actually buying it and thinking about well gosh my story is I really need to be surrounded in beauty because I'm a designer and I need to be the person that I'm selling to my clients at the time I that's all I was doing was I was designing and 
building landscapes. So it was actually a high priority for me to be that thing and to be in that world. And that was the thing that was going to nourish my soul. And I wasn't giving it to myself. So I felt deprived. And look how that one limiting belief was keeping me from that. And I will say that in committing to myself and committing to my space and knowing that that was very important, that I was able to really nourish myself from the inside out by giving myself those things. And it was hard to spend. And I really didn't have a lot of money to spend at first. So I did a lot of Craigslist and thrifting to, to get it to a certain point until I could upgrade things. And and it really just started to show me that I deserved more and that I needed to be surrounded by beauty and that that felt good and that felt right. Because that felt good and that felt right, I was able to walk out of my home and show up as the person I really and truly was because I wasn't bending over to someone else's belief. And it's nothing against my mom. She did a, her best raising me and she did a good job. But um, anyone can pass on beliefs to you that aren't truly yours, and maybe they're not even really thinking about it, or maybe they do really think that's what's best for you, but only you know what's best for you. So what if uh, turning around a, a belief takes more work than just doing something new? Like, what if it's something where you've been abused or traumatized or something is just so ingrained and you can see it hurting you or you have an addiction or something like that and they're just so deeply a part of who you are. Well, turning around these limiting beliefs take work. I couldn't be a coach today charging, you know, anything for my services worth anything and and serving people that want to take their businesses where they want to go and I have amazing clients who want to do amazing things if I was still afraid to buy that $20 basket I wouldn't be of service to them I couldn't be the person that they need me to be for them to become closer to their own truth so it's our job to come closer to our own truth for our clients. I will go into specifically what some of these things are when you need to do that deep work. But just for example, in the money piece, like I have gone on to take that deeper and I thought, gosh, well, let's uncover some more. And I work with a money coach and we list out beliefs every now and then and you can turn them around by writing the opposite and just dwelling on that. You can listen to um, inspirational things on YouTube. I love Abraham Hicks. I love meditations. I have talked about the Joe Dispenza meditations. Anything that will get you resonating and vibrating higher and ready to receive and be and believe the new information that you want to be, do, and have. I love EFT which is um, emotional freedom technique. I love the faster EFT. It's tapping. That is something where if something is really bundled up inside of your body, that it will um, it will basically help you uh, release that connection to the emotions and the trauma and the event. Um, And I've used that. And sometimes if I have this relentless, sticky, limiting belief, like if I want to manifest cash fast and I see, oh my gosh, I have this, you know, sticking point, I will, I will put everything 
to work. I will talk about it. I will journal about it. I will do the tapping, whatever it is, whatever limiting belief it is. You do not need to just try one thing. And I don't advise just trying one thing. If you really want to manifest something and you see that limiting belief, that false belief that's in your way, just address it. Do whatever you think. And if you're not sure what you need to do to get it out of the way, then just try something. You you know, as soon as you get clear on what you need to remove and you're open to receiving the answer, I'm pretty darn sure that it's going to show up and help you out. So in terms of limiting beliefs that will prevent you from taking the first steps um, or any steps along the way about a new place you want to go in your business or if you want to start a business... I hear a lot of this, I can't, I can't right now, I don't know how, I don't see the way. Those are stupid limiting beliefs that you're just coming up with that there is something behind that limiting belief. Um, and and once you start to poke at that, like if you're not ready to poke at it, you're going to find some things that aren't ready to be unleashed. But if you're ready to poke at that, sometimes you'll peel back a limiting belief and you'll you'll find out more things you'll find out that it's linked together with another string of beliefs. Um, And the answer is you just start stepping out and, and challenging these limiting beliefs any way you can. You take it in your own hands. There isn't one way to get past them. There just is a way and it has to exist. The thing is, the fact that you have the desire in your heart means it's possible. I don't care what that desire is. If you have a desire in your heart that you want to ski every year on a really expensive luxury vacation, that desire means that the possibility for you to have that thing exists. You don't need to know how it's going to manifest. You just have to start taking steps toward it. It might not manifest this year because you might have a lot of limiting beliefs in front of that. But once you start working and putting it to work, it, it is possible, and that's how you begin. There isn't an exact roadmap. It's never going to be painted out before you. The only way to actually make it happen is to take the steps and not worry about the next five or six steps are. All you need to know is maybe what the next one is and the next few if you're really stuck and you really need to get out there. Once you start flowing and and manifesting quickly, sure, maybe you can go, oh, I kind of know how this is going to go. But you really can never predict exactly how it's going to go. That is just a fact. Because of that, the possibility for your desire to manifest exists. And as soon as you start going towards it, these limiting beliefs are going to show up and you're going to need tools uh, that you are able to access to to turn them around. You can write it down. Um, money doesn't grow on trees. And then the opposite of that might be something like money can come from a lot of places. Put it in your words. Um, I don't deserve someone special. Turn it around. There are a lot of special people out there 
and I might meet one. And Abraham Hicks is wonderful for this kind of stuff. Um, you may also like the work of Byron Katie. It's called The Work. She writes books that explain what the work is. It's a way of writing down these um, limiting beliefs that are heavily tied to emotions and turning them around. There are lots of ways to get past these beliefs that have gotten into your head that are not yours. You can get rid of them. And if, you, you're, if you're someone that can just wake up to it and let it go, that's great. Um, I don't know many people like that, but if that's you, I'm envious. Um, for me, a lot of times I have to wake up, see where they're operating in my life, and go, okay, here's where I want to rewrite that story. I will tackle it, like I said, from every angle. I will also tackle it by um, changing my environment, like I did with that little basket. Once I realized that my environment was really reiterating these limiting beliefs I had, I went to town making sure my environment told me I deserved and needed beauty. And that is something else that you can do. Even if you are manifesting new money beliefs, you can do everything that's possible at that time to start creating momentum for it. Like let's say you're ready to bring in some new cash flow and your station where you reconcile your books or whatever is just like a mess and it needs to be cleaned up get like a really beautiful office set of things and set up your desk so that it's really comfy to sit there so that you can look at your cash flow and make plans and make it like a whole ritual where you feel good and empowered and like a king or a queen while you do it like it's up to you to set up your life how you want it. And that's how you start manifesting. It's when you're like, oh, I'm in charge. You're in charge of those limiting beliefs. They're up to you. If they're hurting you or preventing you from where you want to get, change them. Anyways, (laughs) I can go on and on and on about that topic, but I am going to wrap it up. I want to know if you liked hearing about this little dive into the limiting beliefs um you can always tell me more about what you think at michelle at michelle anderson that's s-e-n at the end dot com and today we talked about the limiting beliefs and some examples about how they work in our lives and some tools about how to turn it around and i hope that that was something that that resonated if it didn't or if you need more tell me what that is email me i would love to hear from you um and this is still a new podcast so if you want to leave a review from where you're listening i would love that um that would be amazing i don't have any reviews yet at the time of this recording so i'm so glad you listened and i hope this was something that you could get a little freedom out of and um encouragement so i was happy to share Bye-bye.